0: Welcome to the Faith Women Podcast. We're a community of women at Faith Baptist Church in Youngsville, North Carolina, that desires to honor the word of God, to support our church, and to encourage each other as we know, grow, serve, and go. Through these episodes, we'll be introducing you to our ministry team, sharing truth from God's word, and challenging you to grow in your love for the Lord and those he's called you to serve. We're so glad you've joined us. Let's dive in. Hi, I'm Carolyn Rich, and I'm here with my fellow... Um, friend here on the faith ministry team, Tammy Corbett, and um, we are talking to Kirsten Lewis today, um, our leader of the faith women's ministry team, and she's going to tell us a little bit about herself and her family.
1: Well, it's so good to be here with you guys. Um, So I am originally from Florida. I lived in Florida for 30 years, and I was a born and raised there in a small little country town called Okeechobee. I moved to North Carolina in 2012 to go to Southeastern Seminary to pursue a master's in ministry to women. And it was during that time that I met my husband, Mark, uh, through a mutual friend, actually from Florida, which is a crazy story, but a God story and we met in 2016 and we got married in 2017 and we are expecting our first child in December of 2020. Uh, I have a brother and a sister. I'm the oldest of three and my brother lives here in the Raleigh area and my sister lives in Florida with her family. I have four nephews who I love very much and that's
0: about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, would you like to tell us like how you came to know the Lord?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, so my story kind of starts when I was about six years old. My dad left um, our family and left my mom to be a single mom of three, um, three children. And during that time, I... I would say I accepted Christ when I was five uh, but as I grew older and I had never like processed a lot of those feelings and how that ex- what that experience was like for me I started just really rebelling from the Lord as I got older especially once I got in high school when I was in middle school and things like that I uh, I was a part of church ministry. We were I was in youth group. I attended a want We were always at church. But I never really had much discipleship that had occurred in my life. I had had some but not like formal things of teaching about a relationship with the Lord and stuff like that. And so as I got older and I started to really have a lot of anger and questions about God's goodness and why My mom never remarried and I didn't have a dad and all these things. I started to just rebel. I decided that I didn't want to have, I didn't want to be a part of this Christian walk anymore because to me that just meant what you can do and what you can't do. It was just rules and regulations and I decided I wanted to have fun. So when I got into high school, I started hanging out with the wrong people and really, um, Went through a about a 12 year rebellious period in my life, and um, just hanging out with the wrong people, partying. Um, I went from relationship to relationship, and that, and then I also started shopping to kind of fill this hole that everybody else around me knew was in my life. But I couldn't see it. And so during that time, I racked up an incredible amount of debt. And I ended up having to uh, ultimately file for bankruptcy because of that. And some during that time, I started to, I had kind of struggled on and off um, throughout my teenage years with depression a little bit. But the the pressure of creditors calling, asking for money, and all these things really was, like, very stressful. I'd never experienced anything like that before. And I just really sunk into this really dark, dark depression. I'd never, just darker than anything I'd ever experienced.
2: And how old were you at this time, Kirsten? Um, I was
1: in my late 20s, so I was probably 20 think I was 26 or 27 maybe Mm -hmm. because I think I was 28 when I came to know the Lord and so I just kept sinking deeper and I started having feel like thoughts of well it would just be easier on everybody else and Mm -hmm. me in this situation if I just wasn't around and so I wasn't actively like Planning, committing suicide or anything like that. But I was definitely starting to have some of those thoughts. Mm -hmm. And one morning in particular, I had a very like strong, I believe it was a satanic thought of if I was going to have, if I was going to commit suicide, this is what I would do. I would do it this way. And I was in the shower and it was with a razor and all this kind of stuff. And that, it just scared me. Because because of the foundation that I mm-hmm. had, the biblical foundation in my life, I knew that my life was in, like, serious, serious trouble.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so at that time, was there anybody in your life who was really stepping in and trying to point you back to Christ? or?
1: <laughs> well, I think now they're, looking back, I think there was probably a lot of people that were doing that, that I didn't really recognize at the time mm-hmm. but the one person that was really the like tangible hands and feet of Christ to me more than anyone was my mom mm. and she would just she would share truth with me whether I wanted to know it or not yeah. whether I cared to hear it oh, she pursued relationship with me <laughs> when I didn't want to see her and Didn't want to spend time with her, and she just loved me, and she never stopped praying for me. Mm. She prayed for me for 12 years, Mm. all the time. And so, um, I had that experience, and I just knew, okay, Something is desperately wrong. I I need help. Mm -hmm. And so my sister and her husband were going to this church at at the time, and I thought, well, I'll just go to church, and I'll feel a little bit better about myself, and I'll go back to my life. Well, I really (laughs) had, like, no desire at the time that day to actually go to church and surrender my life to the Lord, Mm -hmm. even though I knew my life was in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I went to church that day, and the Lord pursued my heart more like again like Mm -hmm. I'd never experienced before Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it was very evident that um I was there because I was he he wanted me to surrender Mm -hmm. and my sister and her husband were not there that day and so Mm -hmm. it just there were so many things that happened that day that the Lord just really worked and I surrendered my life to the Lord that day and um I spoke with a pastor who I prayed with and I was telling him just a little bit about my story and you know he knew me for a whole like five minutes or something and he started telling me that things that my family and friends had been telling me for mm. 12 years oh, and wow. it was like a light bulb moment mm-hmm. for me of just realizing like okay this person doesn't even know you he knows like mm-hmm. this much about your story you might want to actually listen yeah. and i made a decision that day to divorce my former life and to leave behind everything i would known and to walk with the lord and i've never ever been the same since then mm-hmm. and he just changed my he changed everything he changed my heart my desires my the ways i think about things mm-hmm. everything in a I mean, it wasn't a instantaneous instantaneous process. It was something that was a continual process that took a long time. But some of those things, he just began to change immediately, and it was it was amazing. And um, so, how I got to faith was my so I graduated from Southeastern Seminary in two thousand seventeen. Mark and I got married about. Three weeks prior to that, and um, I we lived in Cary at the time, and so we were. So, so you
2: did say earlier that you met Mark here.
1: Yes, I met him here in okay. North Carolina, but okay. it was through a mutual friend of mine.
0: That was in. That
1: was in my hometown
2: in, in
0: Florida. Florida. Okay. Yes, yes. Yes. Did you meet him in the seminary?
1: No. Oh, okay. So my so this this friend of mine actually when I got saved I got introduced to this couple who had a small group and he the husband owned a business and Mark's family were clients of this this couple and I lived with this couple for a while they were like spiritual parents to me and they when they knew I was going to move up here to their seminary they were like hey we know this guy why don't you <laughs> Why don't you, and then, you know meet each other why don't we introduce y'all and yeah. Um, so we, they came up for a visit one time and took us both out to dinner. And so we met and then several months after that, we started talking and dating and mm-hmm. now
2: Wow. So like you said, what a God thing. Yeah.
1: It, it, it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a great family, story. His mom actually is from my hometown. So mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. It's definitely a God thing.
0: So what led you to want to go to the seminary?
1: Well, when I got saved, I really the Lord just really began to teach me a lot. He well, first of all, he started to heal a lot of hurt in my life through mm-hmm. counseling, through discipleship, through mentoring. And he really taught me a lot during that time about my identity in Christ mm-hmm. and who I was mm-hmm. and being free to walk in the fruitfulness and abundance that that Jesus came to give to us, and so when I when I realized and and experienced what the Lord was doing in my life, and I started to share that with other people, and I saw how He can change their hearts too, and mm-hmm. He could set He could set us free from lies that we've believed for our entire lives. I really just He just began to stir this desire in me to help women uh, to specifically know identity in Christ mm-hmm. and who we are and how to walk in the freedom that he's come to give us. And I started just researching seminaries and my brother was uh, attending the seminary at the time and so that the Lord just kinda led me to Southeastern.
2: And so your master's degree is in Ministry to Women. Ministry to Women. Yes. Well we're so glad to have you here.
1: Yes. I am very glad to be here and So what what did bring you to faith? Yes, yeah, so Mark and I, we got married. We were living in Cary, and we were part of another great church there, and I had been looking for jobs, for ministry jobs, for about two years and couldn't, didn't really have anything that opened up a lot. I'd led some Bible studies in my home and had been led a Bible study at the church we were at previously, and a friend of mine from a when I, a church that i went to when i was in seminary texted me just randomly and she's like hey i heard faith is looking for a women's ministry director and so i put my application in and the lord clearly just led us here and so we moved to the raleigh area into in january of 2020 and um yeah it's just been evidence since really the first day that we were here that the lord called us here and mm-hmm. And that He had a plan and all of the waiting that I did, and mm-hmm. His His good His goodness. That's awesome. So we love, we love faith.
0: Mm. So what um, What are you doing now to continue to grow in your faith?
1: Yeah. So, uh, really spending time in the Word every day, and uh, in prayer, and and being a part of. A faith group where there's i'm a huge believer in accountability and just community and relationships because that was something the lord used to really grow me mm-hmm. in my walk and so um just having other people that are in my life that are that know me and speak truth and mm-hmm. encourage me in the word and um I mean, there's, there's, I listen to podcasts and all kinds of things that I try to do, but specifically, personally, every day, spending time in the word and in prayer. And and each day that looks different. Sometimes it's an hour, sometimes it's 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm praying in the car with a list of things. And, but to just continue to seek after the Lord in Mm -hmm. the midst of those things Mm -hmm. and trying to trying to remember throughout the day to, to think about him and to, um, practice his presence. And I don't always do that very well. And sometimes I don't do that at all throughout the day because I just get busy and forget, but trying to be intentional about those things.
2: hmm hmm So you've told us a lot about your, your walk and coming to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you've, you've mentioned a couple of people, but Who would you say um, would have been a person who was uh, very instrumental in leading you to Christ or to growing in your faith?
1: Yeah, I think there's probably not one person that really led me to Christ. I think from an early age, I had heard the gospel through Awana and through being at church, and my mom was very much... We were going to be a family that sought after the Lord and things like that. And so I think just having that foundation, I kind of knew what I needed Mm -hmm. at that point in my life. Um, So I think there was a lot of people that were instrumental Mm -hmm. in that.
2: Combination of them all. Yes,
1: definitely. Um, But as far as somebody that really helped me to grow in my faith, I would say there's probably two couples. And both of them were one was the small group leaders that I mentioned to you, Mike and Joyce, Mm -hmm. and then my pastor and his wife um, at my church in Florida when I became saved or came to know the Lord, um, James and Robin. Mm -hmm. And both of those couples really just took me under their wing and made me a part of their family and loved on me and spoke truth into my life and would call me it was just very organic, mm-hmm. but it was also it wasn't necessarily structured discipleship. Here's how you read the Bible. Here's how you pray. Right. Here's how. You, but it was very life on life. Of hey, I'm I'm going to get a haircut today in West Palm. Do you want to take a ride with me? And and I would go and we would talk about here's things that the Lord is teaching me or here's questions that I have, and and always pointing me back to the Lord and to His Word and checking in and just loving on Mm -hmm. me and I think that that was just so it was just life-giving to me and I saw myself flourish in a way that I had not ever you know ever been like before and my personality seemed to flourish and, and grow and and um they gave me opportunities to use my spiritual gifts and and things like that and just to really they just really poured into me and spent a lot of time with me and really spoke truth and held me accountable to things and uh, counseled me and, and taught me about my identity in Christ. And it was just a really sweet, sweet time with some really sweet people that are, I mean, they could be my parents. Mm-hmm. And I still um, spend a lot of time talking with them. And,
0: um,
2: oh, that is, that is precious. Sweet. That's priceless. <laughs> yes, that is Very priceless sweet.
0: stuff. So you mentioned that um, they allowed you to like use some of your spiritual gifts. What what would you say are your spiritual gifts?
1: Yeah. So one of the things that uh, they they saw in me was just a gift of teaching, and they gave me um, many opportunities to use that to lead to lead in Bible study. They both led small groups that I was a part of during that time and so to to lead a small group or to give me an opportunity to just share my testimony at church or speak at a women's event or something like that and it would encourage me in that and I think um, another spiritual gift would be just wisdom in um, being a being able to kind of see a the lord's perspective on certain situations and then another one that comes up sometimes is like exhortation or um even a shepherding kind of thing with counseling mm-hmm. just speaking speaking truth into situations uh in people's lives and not in a like prophetic way or anything like that but just from from the counsel of god's word and um uh, encouraging people to to walk in that truth instead of lies and
2: mm-hmm. so. what the enemy would have us to believe yes exactly yeah. yeah exactly yeah,
0: definitely so listen to your testimony of when you were younger and you were in that dark place what would you if you could go back and say something to yourself <laughs> at that time um you know or anyone who's experiencing that? That, you know, there might be people that are feeling like they're in a place like that right now. What would you say to yourself or those people?
1: Well, I think there's probably a lot of things I would say to myself. <laughs> but I think one one thing is I would really encourage myself or, or someone in that age to, to not see family and people older than you as the enemy. And that they really do they're much wiser than you are. They have your best interest at heart. And to just listen to them and to to really consider the the consequences for decisions that you make. Uh, I think that's a lie that you know started back in the garden that we think our sin doesn't affect anybody else well that's a lie mm-hmm. and our sin always affects other people and it affects us and i think there and there's there's consequences and and choices that we make that we can't take back and i would encourage them to really seek after the lord and to find somebody that they could talk to as far as a mentor or someone in a church or A godly person that could really walk life on life with them Mm -hmm. of being able to share these are these are the struggles that I have these is the anger I have at the Lord in my situation this is why I don't understand or the Lord's teaching me this and to listen to those people and to put um to to take their counsel and and their wisdom and you know, compared to Scripture, not everybody is going to give you great advice, but but to walk in accordance with what God's Word says because it does bring life and it brings freedom that the world won't give to anybody.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Amen to that. So, Amen to that. What are you um, loving now during this time?
1: <laughs> uh, well, I love podcasts. I am probably a podcast junkie, so it's kind of appropriate that we're doing this as a women's ministry team. I have probably about thirty podcasts in my list. I don't obviously listen to all of them, but there's a couple that I really enjoy, and one of them is Revive Our Hearts. It's a women's ministry out of Indiana, and Nancy Demoss Wobelman. Her her story, uh, she's her. Her story and her ministry actually have been very instrumental in my in my life from a from a distance right. since I became a believer. One of the first studies that our one of my small groups went through was her book "Lies Women Believe," mm-hmm. and the Lord has just used that to uh, set me free from a lot of uh, lies that I believed in my life. And then her story um, going through singleness and then her marriage, mm-hmm. where um, just really instrumental in my mm-hmm. walk as well. Mm-hmm. So I love her podcast and uh, their ministry. And then I also really enjoy listening to Family Life Ministry mm-hmm. and their podcast. Um, I think because of my background and my story, I have a real heart for families and, and godly marriages and to see the a biblical marriage lived out into so family life speaks into that every every day Mm -hmm. and they don't just speak about marriage and children and things like that there's all kinds of other topics that they cover but i just love listening to it and it's spiritually enriching to me and and then um, my husband and i really like world radio which is just news from a biblical perspective Mm -hmm. so i kind of listen to those three probably on a weekly Uh basis
2: Oh, yeah. That sounds really interesting, that last one. Yes. I hadn't heard of that
1: one. Yes,
2: they're out of Asheville. Oh. So they're pretty local. Okay. Well, Kirsten, this has been such a precious time with you. Uh, Hearing uh, all the details of how you came to know Christ and um, how you have uh, turned everything into just a beautiful walk with him, uh, reflected in your your marriage, uh, becoming a parent, here real soon. How exciting. (laughs) And just what you're doing here with the women's ministry team. Uh, It has just been a blessing to have you come and lead us and to serve with you and uh, the direction that we're taking. uh, We're so excited and really look forward to uh, getting to know you uh, on a personal level. I'm sure everybody is. We we have that privilege, but given our current state, I know everybody's not had that pleasure yet. Yes. So we do look forward to that uh, <laughs> coming up. And um, so thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And um, Well,
1: thank you, ladies. Yes. It's been a pleasure to be here today.
0: Wonderful. Thanks for listening to the Faith Women podcast. We hope you were both encouraged and challenged by what you heard today. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss an episode. If you're in our area, we'd love to have you join us at Faith Baptist Church in Youngsville on a Sunday or at any of our special events. You can learn more about our ministry online at faithnc.org women. See you next month.